Welcome to the Smarticle Podcast, where we take a good article and make it gooder. UK's oldest human DNA obtained, revealing two distinct Paleolithic populations. Two distinct groups, Brandon, migrated to Britain at the end of the last ice age, according to research from Nature, Ecology, and Evolution. It's a study by the UCL Institute of Archaeology. You can't really do a MAGA uh, woke meter on science, can you? No, I don't think so, especially this is also the UK. They're academics. Pretty tough to to determine exactly where they are. This seems like a really reputable... I, I kind of I looked up the what the UCL Institute of Archaeology was. It's like a le- legitimate university study. I just found this one really, really interesting. It's Paleolithic, by the way, which means Old Stone Age, if you take it from the Latin, Old Stone Age. So, super cool. Okay. Researchers found the DNA from the individual from Goff's cave, who died at about 15,000 years ago, indicates that her ancestors were part of an initial migration in Northwest Europe around 16,000 years ago. However, the individual from Kendrick's cave is from a later period, around 13,000 years ago, with his ancestry from a Western hunter-gatherer group. The group's ancestral origins are thought to be from Near East, migrating to Britain about 14,000 years ago. As well as genetically, the two groups were found to be culturally distinct with differences in what they ate and how they buried their dead. Here's why I like this article, Brandon. Like me and you and the whole humankind, as we know, come from Homo sapiens. But they found bones from all different types of humans. Homo erectus, Homo habilis, Homo neanderthalis. There were all sorts of human types of people that have been around for like 300,000 years. For the record, the Earth is 3.5 billion years old. So for 3,000 years, there have been all types of humans. I literally just learned about this in like the last year. I had the old school Bible belief that there was only one human. Turns out that's not the truth. There was lots of different types of people. Evolution came in all sorts of directions, and this study backs that up. The reason I really liked this article and the reason I uh, I well, one is I still subscribe to a lot of these as an ex-history teacher, a former history teacher. I just, I'm interested in it. And sort of the, what I would always tell my students is, is that whatever was written in the textbook is static. And that means that there's really, no, it doesn't change. It's like if it was written this way and it's a 30-year-old textbook, new research could be out to totally debunk whatever's in there. But we sort of are still teaching the same thing. And this research basically pushes at the idea of the first human beings getting to Great Britain you know, what, 15,000, 14,000 years ago, a long time ago, right? Stone Age, man, Paleolithic means old Stone Age. And there's this period called the Mesolithic when they're starting to learn how to farm. And then Neolithic is that time when they learn how to farm. So we're looking back before pre-farming, pre-agriculture and looking at this. And there were a couple of really cool things that I loved about it. One is that they were, they, they were saying that these were people from two distinct uh, groups of humans that had basically migrated to England, Great Britain, at different times. They had distinct social patterns. The one group had, I think the young, the newer group had like, like skull modifications. They would do all this crazy stuff because as part of their, presumably part of a religious practice. And why I like this is because we don't know what we don't know. Like you just said, you know, I think it's 4.5 billion years, right? But I mean, we don't know what, what other things have happened 
in those four billion years that humans or that the Earth has been around, and humans have been kind of on it. Some argue about a million years if you go way back to like the leaky days. But if we're just talking about modern humans, we're probably talking somewhere in the fifty to hundred thousand year range. Well, not yeah. that long ago, in terms of the the vast scheme of time, the first sort of human groups showed up in Great Britain. I think it's amazing too, right? That there was no one on this island. There were no human beings on this island at all that we know of predating about 14,000 years ago. And they, they kind of discovered their stuff in this cave. And anyway, it was great. Loved it. So this is what I just, as I laid out in the beginning, there's all different types of human beings. Homo erectus, Homo habilis, Neanderthals. They know this because they found the bones all over the world. There were different types of human beings. Four times, we're going to disagree about this, but they believe the Earth is either 3.5 or 4.5 billion times. So four times, over 4 billion years that the Earth has been around, four times, 70% of everything that existed went extinct. Four times. So it was like a large meteor that killed the dinosaurs, the Ice Age came, heat, blah, blah, blah. Four different times over 3 billion years, 70% of everything that was got, went extinct. In that process of all that happening, human beings of different varieties came about. And the only one that survived is Homo sapiens, us. It just makes the story amazing of how we got here. It's incredible. It's interesting that when you look at the whole big picture of it, and you and I po poke around in this on our God Talk Fridays, you know, what we wrestle with the nature of God. And so if you look at it from a Judeo-Christian understanding, and, and it, you don't have to, you can look at this from anybody's perspective you want to, but if you, if you, science, right. But if you just took it from that kind of person that says, I believe in what the Bible says, and it's 5,000 years old, you would look at them and say, well, don't let the evidence get in the way of a good story. I mean, this stuff predates even the earliest records uh, uh, that we have of Sort of, if you if you kind of move forward in the biblical story and you go to Abraham, sort of the father of of the Jews. Yep, that's not that long ago. That's like three thousand years ago, maybe. Right. So we're talking mm -hmm. seven, eight, nine thousand years, ten thousand years even before that. These people were doing um, very sophisticated death rituals. Uh, they had, uh, you know, they were doing art. They were doing all sorts of things that predate the Judeo Judeo Christian understanding of humanity, and so. Not only were there other humanoid groups, there were clearly other humanoid religions that predate. Now, I'm not saying, I don't have a problem saying God's ways are a mystery to me. How, who am I to decide what God's plan is? I think it's the, the person I have a problem with is those people that think that the Bible or the Quran or anything else is a literal understanding of God. It's too big to do that. Well, so here's my question to you, because you're way more plugged into the evangelical community <laughs> than I am. When you present evangelical Christians with the fact that they have bones from different types of human beings that were all over the earth 13,000 13, years ago, how do they rectify that with a very narrow view of God made Adam and then here we are? Well, what they do is they say, well, you can't trust carbon dating and these scientists are clearly liberal and uh, blah, blah. Look, I mean, the truth is for many of these types of Christians that you're referring to and without judgment is they want a story to be true. And so they're going to make it true no matter what you say. It's just like the QAnon believer. They want the story to be true. So no matter how much evidence you put in their face, they still believe it. It's a liberal media. It's it's someone out to get me. This is the scientists that are trying to uh, end religion. They have a hard time sort of putting those two things together. They can't see that you can have both and be as 
and that God could do things through this. Like they 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 talk about God being this creator and this this incredible you know creator of the universe, and yet they can't even fundamentally see God doing something like this. Well, no, that's not what it what? says in the Bible. Therefore, it can't be true. Yeah, but so that that's kind of my continued question for you. Like, why, if you believe in the God that made dolphins and air, why does it have your faith drop out from underneath you if for some reason God decided to have Homo erectus, Homo habilis, and Neanderthals around? Like, why does that crush your faith? If you really want to know my wise-ass theory on the whole thing is, is that I know that if, and I do believe in God, I know you're not quite sure what you believe in anymore, maybe pray to a tree or something, but if you do believe in God, one would say that God's plan is bigger than I could possibly understand. You said air, dolphins, all these things, right? The, 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 he gave us the story, he, she, it gave us the story so that we could wrap our small minds around it. We're just now starting to unpack this stuff. So for, for millennia, people were able to sort of say, you know, just like the Greeks thought that the sun went across the sky led by Apollo's chariot, right? Now, again, even that actually, that kind of thinking of the Greeks went away fairly quickly, sort of in that golden age of Greek when we had philosophers and scientists were saying, no, there's actually a sun up there. There's this orb in space and blah, blah, blah. But we've always tried to make, uh, un, uh, try to understand by explaining these things. What I think the evangelical community does is they stopped thinking. They don't want to think about the possibility that what they think about might possibly be wrong. And that's, what, that's the only thing what? I can hold to. My, my question is, like, if you have a faith, like you say you're a person of faith, whatever that would be, and if one tiny inch of it doesn't line up with what you thought it was originally, and your faith crumbles because of that, for instance, I have a real-life example. I do actually go to church, Brandon, and we have a new pastor came in, and she changed the version of the Lord's Prayer to, like, say something like, instead of saying, the Lord is my shepherd, he sh or, they took out the, the he pronouns in this oh, prayer, right. the Lord's Prayer. Took out the he pronouns, and it's like, it's a neutral mm. term. And then took out the word kingdom and put kingdom, neutral. This person moved their two young kids from Chicago a month ago, put this new prayer, and there was a giant uproar about the prayer being changed. These people in my church didn't have the common decency to wait a month before sending complaints to the new pastor. I was like, because your faith can't handle a word being changed in prayer that you're going to crumble? I was like, are you serious? Well, I, I think it's a little bit more complicated than that. I mean, I'm sitting there. No, it's not. Yes, no, it, it's, that's about organizations, right? This new pastor should have waited a little bit to do that. No, well, but, but, knowing, says, but, but like, knowing full well that people are going to react that way, that's just not understanding human nature, right? That's pushing an agenda. And I'm not saying she's wrong. I'm not saying that they shouldn't change the prayer, but that's pushing an agenda. Because if she wasn't pushing an agenda, she would have just left it as is until she had developed enough cachet to say, hey, listen, this is what I think of this. I prayed enough uh, or given enough sermon to say, hey, the way we speak is important. So if we're always referring to things in the mail, then it's sort of uh, removing. Yeah, but my, my point is, back to the original point of this, is that if one tiny thing crumbles in some sort of faith that yeah. you have, maybe you don't well, have faith. I agree with you. Like if Homo erectus, like if, if Homo erectus comes on the scene, you're like, well, that doesn't line up with my Bible. I'm out. Like, then you don't have faith to well, begin with. Well, number one, they don't go, I'm out of my Bible. They say, I'm out of whatever this thing is. Yeah. So I can go back to my, you know, go back to my faith that was, you know, easy to understand for me. Uh, and it was very black and white. You know, I've always said that. If if you, I mean, honestly, there's this book that I have, and I can't think of the name of it. It's like, everything you ever want to know about the earth. 
And it just goes through science, like how it was created, how old the earth is, the universe, blah, blah, blah. If you just read that, yes, it is unbelievable. If you just read that about oxygen and air and everything, you almost can't be an evangelical Christian. Read that book and believe in science. You just can't. Well, we could, we're going to have to deconstruct the, what you mean by evangelical Christian. I think that it, yes, you can't true. be a person that's closed-minded and, and read that book. That's the point. These, well, so many of these people I'll, are closed-minded. That's what you have a problem with. I went to college. I'm a 5'10 white guy from Whittier. It was only in the last two years that I put it together. There was all these different types of humans, Neolithic, Homo erectus, all of them living throughout the world. We have bones, scientific evidence. I thought that's amazing. There was all, and homo sapiens are the ones that made it to right. us. And, that, and some Christians might say, well, that's because God wanted us to be the ones that won. I, yeah, I, but I, I'm okay with yeah, that. And I, I think that's, I mean, we, we're we're unpacking, I mean, from an article about uh, Paleolithic Stone Age hunters uh, in England, we're, 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 we're diving down a deep rabbit hole, and that's fine. I think that sort of to close us out, the whole point that I thought was so interesting about this is that our study of the earth, our study of science, our study of history is and and should be ever changing. We're constantly putting together this mm-hmm. picture, uh, and we might find through other evidence that some of the theories that were posited here might not be correct. And that is why it's important to keep an open mind about science and history, as opposed to saying that's it. Yeah. So when the Bible was written two thousand years ago, ish or whatever, right? They didn't. But yeah. They thought they, they were telling a story, and they were trying to. The brain was very small, but now we know that the speed of light goes around earth seven and a half times in a second. So we have a lot of greater understanding. This idea. Yeah. Wisdom is always changing. And if you don't change with it, like that just, has well, to- I don't know if wisdom is always changing, but the facts, the facts that support wisdom facts, is always science. Changing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree with you. I, I agree with you. I, I'm not sure I would throw all evangelicals under the bus, Larry, but I do think that there is <laughs> something to be said about keeping an open mind about it. And once again, our audience would like to thank you for telling them how dumb they are, Larry. <laughs> 